Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 54 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire women seeking better work-life balance. I'm your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's guest brought some spicy flavor all the way from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. I am thrilled to introduce you to Kristen Brabant, a self-described Latina at heart. But Kristen hasn't always lived south of the border. Just a few short months ago, Kristen decided to pursue a lifelong dream and take a big leap by moving to Mexico right in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, why not? It's a good a time as any, right? And if you're already wondering what moving to Mexico has to do with work-life balance, oh, just get ready. You are in for a treat. But before we dive into our conversation, let me tell you a little more about Kristen. Kristen Brabant helps female entrepreneurs achieve their biggest business and personal goals with greater ease and enjoyment. She's the fearless leader and founder of the Solopreneurs Circle, a monthly business training and coaching program to help one-woman show businesses grow in community without the burnout. Her tools, workshops, and business coaching have supported female entrepreneurs internationally to swap old patterns of harried overdrive for a laser focused priorities and new habits to lead a more fulfilling, impactful, and vibrant business. Kristen was actually my business coach from January until August of 2020. The growth that I experienced both personally and in my business during that time enabled me to take the beginnings of a business and evolve it into a flourishing dream come true. So if you've got a dream and you're ready to get out of dreaming mode and into doing mode, Kristen is the woman you want on your team. In today's conversation with Kristen, she shares the exact tools she uses to serve her clients and stay organized. She tells us how building a work-from-anywhere online business gave her the freedom to take such a big leap with an international move. She also reveals the unexpected bomb that was dropped on her while she was in the middle of her biggest professional moment ever. And she walks us through what it was like to take a someday maybe kind of dream and turn it into a plan and then make that plan a reality, all despite being simultaneously exhilarated and terrified out of her mind. Oh, and make sure you stick around to the end because Kristen's advice for anyone considering a big leap in their life or work nearly brought me to tears. During our conversation, you'll hear Kristen mention Kajabi as her go-to all-in-one platform for running her business. And if you're curious about what taking your business online could look like, Test drive Kajabi for 28 days when you head over to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash Kajabi. And that's K-A-J-A-B-I. If there's one thing we've learned during the pandemic, and let's be honest, we've learned a lot of things, but we've definitely seen how important it is to pivot and pivot quickly. 
more businesses are taking their services from brick-and-mortar locations to online than ever before. Get a feel for what it's like by test driving Kajabi for free for 28 days by signing up over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash Kajabi. And you know, I'll also share that link over in the show notes, which can be found at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 54, along with any other resources that Kristen mentions during our conversation. And with that, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman-Kornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman-Kornick. Hey, Kristen, and welcome to It's About Time. I am so flippin' excited to have you on the show today. How are you doing? Anna, you know that I am jumping out of my seat right now that I get to be on It's About Time. I am a fan of this podcast, and I am a raving fan of you, so I am ecstatic to be recording this with you today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so so much. Right back at you. You're actually making me wish I would have taken a minute to brush up on my Spanish before our episode because, so you're actually living in Mexico right now, right? I am. I am living in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. So if you need some Spanish help, you just, you know, let me know. <laughs> I will give you mediocre advice. And, Wonderful. Um, Bu- bueno. Yeah, muy bien. You know, it, it bears a disclaimer that living in Mexico, we all might hear some tin rattling cars driving by with a big old muffler on in the background, or maybe there's abuela in the street, chismeando, which means gossiping. All of these things are normal. So um, please forgive any background noise that you might hear today, my friends. I love it. It's just adding some spicy flavor to the show. Thank you for that. So Kristen, before, you know, before you and I jumped in, I told everybody a little bit about you and how much I love you and what to expect from this episode. But as always, I want to hear from you in your own words, how you spend your time these days. Okay. So how I spend my time, which feels like a very large daunting question, but I'll do my best. Balance is really important to me. And I know that balance looks different to everybody. But my business is very much my world, I think, as a lot of business owners can imagine. So at the forefront of my world is my business. And I am a women's success coach. So I work with female entrepreneurs, and I help them launch their businesses. I help them grow their businesses with a specialization on online businesses. And so where I spend my time, I would say the lion's share of it goes into building this business that I absolutely love and serving my clients and my customers. I I really spend a lot of my time focusing on building workshops. That's my sweet spot. So I used to be a teacher. That was my first career path. I thought I was born to be a teacher 
like three years old, school is in session. Samantha, the American girl doll is to my left. Bart Simpson was the only (laughs) doll that I had because my mom had two boys before me. So she didn't know what the hell was going on. So Bart Simpson was on my right. There were no Barbies at this time, but school was in session. And so I started my, my young career as a teacher. So I still love workshops. That's my favorite thing to do. So you'll find me in my business leaning on that. That's my way of making an impact. So I lead a lot of workshops. I have this group called Solopreneurs Circle, and that's a monthly business coaching and training community for women entrepreneurs. And we get together multiple times in the month and I lead guest expert workshops to help you grow your business. I create community where you get accountability to take action on the steps that you need to grow your business. Lots of that. I also do um, private coaching. That's my business. But like I said at the beginning, it's really important to me to be a whole human and not just focus on work because I think that what is most important is that this work is is like a product of me and my joy and my energy. And ain't nobody want to show up to a workshop with somebody who is totally depleted and hates their life. So <laughs> right. what I do apart from the business is I love to run in the mornings. So I will get up. The sun in Puerto Vallarta does not rise until like, 7 45 8 a.m so i'm running in the dark (laughs) along the beach boardwalk that's my favorite thing to do in the morning is go for my morning run my mornings are really sacred to me so i run i shower make my coffee i meditate and journal and apart from that i also love to cook so you're going to find me trying. Wait, wait, Chris, yeah. I have to interrupt yeah. you. You like to cook for your imaginary family of 12, is it? Right. So that might need some context, Anna. Do not know me. So I have this, what she's talking about, my friends, is that I have this habit of, I'm a single lady. Listen, folks, it's just me. It's little old me in Mexico. But I don't understand how you cook for one person. That's not, like, what does that mean? <laughs> So the recipes that I make, first off, they always take six times as long as anybody ever says that they do. They're like, oh, 20 minute, you know, weekday meals. And hands down, this is going to take me an hour and a half, two hours. They're always over the top. And then I always wind up cooking something for like 12 people. But I also eat a lot. So, (laughs) you know, one serving, when they say one serving, like, listen, I'm going to be eating at least three on round one. And then we need leftovers because that's just smart, you know? Oh yeah. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And other fun things in my life. I love to dance. So I like to salsa and bachata dance. There is a Latina inside of me. I'm very white. So if you see my picture, I'm like as white as they come. Came from this white bread suburb community. My parents are super white. Everyone is white in my family, but my parents and I do not understand where I came from. Like I have loved 
Latino culture, but like especially Mexican culture for years. And so I love to salsa and bachata. I love mariachi music. Yeah, I, I could go on and on. But regardless, the white girl finally found her way back to Mexico where she belongs, even though I don't look like I belong here, but in my soul, it's where I belong. So <laughs> in your soul, that's where you belong. Exactly. That is that is epic. I absolutely love it. It's been really fun to follow your adventures on Instagram. And of course, you know, you'll be able to find Kristen's Instagram in the show notes and follow her and all of her adventures. But, you know, Kristen, so you run a successful business Mm -hmm. dedicated to making female business owners successful. I can absolutely vouch for, you know, what a great job you do and how much of yourself you pour into your clients and through one-on-one coaching and solopreneur circle, you know, you've, you're building this fun, you know, amazing life in Mexico. And if I understand correctly, most of your clients, if not all of them are in the United States. Is that correct? That is correct in Canada, but all North America. And then there's little old me, you know, hanging out in Mexico. (laughs) Yeah. So I would, I would love to know how you, how you do it. How do you run this international business all online. You know, how do you manage your time? What tools do you use? How do you make this happen? Tell us your secrets. Oh my goodness. Okay. You're going to need to direct me because clearly I have a habit of digressing, but I'll start with, I'm so grateful to my former self who set up this business that was completely remote from the get-go. And it's not that if you have a business that's, you know, in person, you can't adapt it to be remote. You hands down can, and chances are COVID forced you to do so. So you're already, you know, on your game, but I connect with all of my clients over the phone. And I know that a lot of people really enjoy meeting face-to-face with a coach. It's been my, I mean, my first business coach, God bless him, Julian Adler. I love him to death. He was so crucial in me building my business the way that I have. I I just took his lead, you know, that's why I hired him was to be my coach, my mentor and setting up my own business. And the way he did his business was he connected with all of his clients over the phone. And I love that actually. So the way I do my coaching calls is over the phone. And what I love about that is when you are on the phone or even connecting like you and I are right now, Anna, where I can't see your face, we're just over Zencaster, your podcasting platform. You focus more on the words that somebody is saying and the energy behind, you know, the energy behind those words. You're not paying attention to all these other cues and signals like their facial, facial expressions or mm-hmm. what happens when we're on Zoom. I wind up spending all the time looking at myself because I'm self-absorbed and wondering like, oh God, girl, you're looking a little puffy under those eyes. Better get some more sleep or something, right? So (laughs) I do all my phone, my coaching over the phone. So that is the first and foremost thing about how I'm able to be totally remote. All my clients are over the phone. And I, you know, when I chose a place to move my business, so I was in San Francisco, California, and I was, I lived there for about 12 years. When I chose a place to move to, I was really conscious to choose a place that's on a 
that would keep my clients on a similar enough time zone. So I, you know, I wasn't booking it to France, which would have totally turned my world upside down with having right. the private coaching arm of my business. So Mexico, where, where I am in Mexico is only two hours ahead of Pacific time. So I'm on central time that worked in my favor. And then solopreneur circle has just been a total blessing in my life. And all of the workshops are over Zoom. So the workshops that I lead, uh, you know, are completely remote. And then I can have guest experts come in from, you know, accounting to website design to branding and copywriting and all these incredible experts in different fields that relate to a successful business. They can be anywhere in the world. I just need Zoom to hold these workshops. And, you know, to, to pull back the curtain and all my secrets, what I do is I record those workshops. I invested in the paid version of Zoom so that I can have all the bells and whistles, right? I want to be able to break people up into breakout groups. I want them to be able to connect because what I have learned as a teacher and as a business owner, people get more value out of connecting with one another than they do listening to Kristen Brabant which I've gotten that feedback directly via email. <laughs> it's a tough pill to swallow. But the truth oh, wow. is people get so much more value out of connecting with each other. So mm-hmm. I make sure that I incorporate a lot of like breakout groups in our solopreneur circle, workshops and meetings so that you get the real value of being with other women entrepreneurs, solving your biggest problems in business, getting feedback, which is so important as especially a solopreneur, right? A one woman show business. You don't get that, that you might've gotten at your last job where you worked on a team. So I digress. Then I record the session and I use Kajabi. And I will link to that in the show notes if you're curious. I am a Kajabi user as well. So if you were in my Take Back Your Life group coaching program over the summer, then you got to see the ins and outs of Kajabi. So yeah, tell us more, Kristen. And what I love about Kajabi is that's my place where it's it's a one-stop shop for a business owner. So Mm -hmm. I have an online course hosted by Kajabi have my solopreneur circle hosted by Kajabi. And it also manages my payments. And that's what I love about Kajabi is it streamlines it all. It puts it all in one house and it's very user-friendly. So I lean on Kajabi a lot to make my business 100% remote, but also feel very deeply personal. Kristen, that's also such a great example for for the business owners, of course, but even for those of you listening who aren't business owners, it is so easy to get swept up in using a million different tools. And then before you know it, you're tracking a million different logins and passwords and a million different systems and a, a whole bunch of different help desks. And so that is so smart that you did the legwork to find one system that could do it all for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, you know, was not really smartness on my end. Like you find the right mentors <laughs> and somebody who's been really influential for me is Brendan Burchard and mm-hmm. um, his product called Total Product Blueprint was the one that inspired me to start Solopreneur Circle. 
my membership program. And man, oh man, am I a membership fan. Mm-hmm. To any business owner out there wondering how to get started on creating a completely remote online business that comes from the heart, membership. Create a membership, mm-hmm. an online membership, mm-hmm. because you get to teach people. They build a relationship with you. You are adding value to their life. But then there's also community, which is what people stay for. That's what people stay mm-hmm. for and what people pay for is community. And so that's baked into the membership model. And you create recurring revenue for yourself. And mm-hmm. as a small business owner just getting started, that is life altering to have a revenue stream that you can count on every month. Like if you've got kids depending on you, you've got a mortgage, you need stability. You got responsibilities and a membership is so phenomenal when you're getting started for creating that income that you can rely on while creating a huge impact on your customers and letting them connect with you on a deep level. Mm-hmm. So you, you maintain mm-hmm. those those diehard fans in your business that are going to be singing your praises years down the road. I'm digressing again. So anyways, there's the doggy. No, Kristen, it's great. And, you know, one thing that I want to point out is that, you know, you're talking about this membership model and how you're able to run your business completely remotely from Mexico, serving clients in North America. You've created this recurring system all in one place in Kajabi. And, you know, some of you might be listening and thinking, okay, cool. Well, I'm not a coach. How does this help me? But the awesome thing is, is that you can literally create a membership community about anything. I know of a realtor who, you know, you wouldn't necessarily think of a real estate agent as being someone who is going to do anything else besides, you know, help someone buy and sell a home. But I know a real estate agent who has a membership teaching other realtors how to do social media to grow their real estate businesses. I know of a, you know, your typical like nine to five PR agency account exec who has created a membership helping other people in the media industry, you know, grow their skills even further. There's even a really awesome membership that I came across that is all about needlepoint and stitching, which is something I am super curious about, maybe one day, but it can literally be about anything. And it just seems like a really fun thing to dive into. So yeah, thanks for telling us about that, Kristen. It is so fun. And even just to drive home that point further, I even know of a membership model where a woman teaches you how to make the perfect candied apple. Listen, yes, folks. You got a skill that you can turn into a membership program. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, there are people with a dog training business um, where yeah. they teach you how to make your dog behave so that you don't embarrass yourself when friends come over for dinner and it's yapping its head off. Anyways. I need that. Yeah. Penelope is currently in my closet right now. Penelope is my Yorkie. She just turned 13. Bless her heart. And she likes to get quite vocal during interviews. So she has to hang out in the closet. Just random side notes. I love that um, about you. You used to do that on our <laughs> coaching calls too. You'd be like, Penelope's in the closet right now. I'm like, great. Okay. Everyone is accounted for. Excellent. Um, yes. Yes. Penelope's in the closet. So... Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? 
You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, in all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. So Kristen, you know, part of what enabled you to make your recent move to Mexico was the fact that you have a completely online business. I mean, you making that decision years ago is what laid the foundation for this big leap that, I mean, it seems like a big leap to me. Maybe it didn't feel like a big deal to you, but from the outside looking in your direction, it seems like a really big leap to just, you know, I'm going to move to Mexico. Yeah, no, so, it's a big leap. Yeah. I don't want to downplay I that. Mean, That's a big, it's a big life decision. Mm-hmm. I mean, tell us, tell us about what it, what that was like to make that decision to uproot yourself, uproot your business, move to Mexico. I mean, from, you know, telling us about yourself in the beginning, it sounds like it's the culmination of a lifelong dream I mean, was that it? You know, what was this like? This is my passion, is talking about making these big moves that scare the bejesus out of you. That's yeah. that's how Steve Brabant, my father, would put it. He always <laughs> love that phrase. Scare the bejesus out of you. Anyways. <laughs> thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Um, thanks, Papa Brabant. So what that's like, I think it's rooted all these big decisions that I'll just speak for myself, even though I like to talk about everybody for myself, my big decisions start at paying attention to what lights me up. That's why I think my morning meditation practice is so important every single day because there is so much noise in all of our lives every day. 
the noise that we self-create, the noise that surrounds us, the negative voices inside of our heads. That daily meditation practice is where I really pay attention to what's giving me life. And I make myself receptive to like, how am I meant to serve next? What is the highest vision for my life? You know, who would you have me become? And I think baked into that is like, Kristen, who are you talking to? (laughs) Um, (laughs) When you're asking these questions. So, you know, I'll, I use the term God. I'm not Christian, but I grew up in this non-denominational spiritual community. Have you ever heard anything more California in your life? I dare you to try and find something more California than that. But it's the truth. I grew up in this non-denominational spiritual community where we lit a candle for every major religion in the world and atheists. So that was a trip. But I've been meditating for a long time and I make time every single day to ask these kinds of questions about, you know, asking to be used by the universe, by God, by spirit, whatever. What does that look like? You know, asking to be of service, asking to be a loving force to be like a miracle generator and funnel in this world. And it's magical because the most magical things happen every single day. But the idea of moving to Mexico started in that kind of practice, paying attention to the things that bring me joy and light me up and how I'm meant to serve. And I like to journal a lot about what is giving me life? What do I want? And making time often to name those things that I want. And sometimes that can take a long time to get out what I want because there's a lot of blocks to naming what we want. Like I notice when I do this journaling practice, I, I want to be reasonable because God forbid I should dream big and name something that seems totally ridiculous kid you not, sometimes it takes me like an hour and a half where I am nervously getting up from my journal to go back to the refrigerator and like run away from my biggest fears and then sit my butt back down and ask myself like, okay, no, really dream a little bit bigger. What, what, What would it look like being twice as big as you're letting yourself be right now? And that's where that's where the Mexico thing came from. It came from that kind of journaling practice. It came from visualizing myself living my most expressed, joyful life. And for some reason, Mexico always came up for me. But it was that dream that was going to be like 10 years down the road, you know, that like, this kind of when you have all your ish together, Kristen, then you're going to get the beach house in Mexico, you're going to be there with your like super sexy you know, Mexican husband, and you're going to have these really gorgeous caramel colored babies. And the family is going to be at the big table outside in the little plaza. And we're just going to be having ourselves a grand old time. That was the visualization. Then COVID hit. And um, well, okay, I'm sorry, I just really like telling the story. So I'm going to back it up one step. In January of 2020, I went to Puerto Vallarta for just a fun trip. And while I was Mm -hmm. here, I said to myself, like, I could really see myself living here one day. But again, it was that someday kind of dream that we all have, right? You you walk around Mm -hmm. in Italy and you're like, 
I'd be okay living here. You know, it was kind of like one right, of those right. things, right? And I came back to the U.S. and I, I had a trip planned for my 30th birthday to go to Guadalajara and tequila and do some traveling around there. I hadn't spent much time there. It got canceled because of COVID and rude, rude, sorry, interrupting my plans. <laughs> and I started to think like, it really made me question when I couldn't go to just travel and play there. What, what was I really going to do? because I love Mm -hmm. Mexico so much. And so it got me thinking about, okay, I know I want to live in Mexico. Why am I not taking, why am I not practicing what I preach? This is the gift of being a coach is you lead people Mm -hmm. through this stuff every day. So the hypocrisy is glaring you in the face when you're not living big, like you encourage your entire world to do. I'm like, why am I not making these, you know, just breaking this down into taking a small step towards that dream? And so I thought about what would that look like? And literally, I like to think of it as like, what is the itsy bitsy babyest step you could take towards one of your big dreams? And for me, (laughs) I love this. It was, I could make an Airbnb board of places to stay in Puerto Vallarta. So that's what I did that night. Love it. I made an Airbnb board of places to stay in Puerto Vallarta. And I thought about my friend and I were talking on the phone and she's like, Kristen, you could just go for like a month. You could sublet your apartment. You could go for a month. And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe September or October. This is when we were all hopeful that COVID would end like come summer, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and we'll be we'll be done with this by May. Right, exactly. You know, this is just a small passing phase. And then I didn't give it any thought after that. That this is how a lot of the big leaps in my life have happened. Is I I focus on what I want. I let myself dream. I share my dream with other people because I think that's a big part of the creative process. That is how you invite mm-hmm. in helpers who yeah. will be looking. It's a scary part. It is. It is. And you got to do it with some tact too. You got to know who can you share your dreams with and who is just going to be a Debbie Downer and you know is going to come because of their own fears and the ways that they hold themselves back is going to poo-poo all over your dream and be like, well, that's not reasonable for these 15 reasons. And you're like, okay, <laughs> good night. Not hanging out with you again till Thanksgiving when we're forced to, but that's a side note. So this is how a lot of my dreams have, have started is paying attention to what I love, what lights me up, stating an intention. Like, this is what I want to create. This is what I want to go do. And then sharing it with select people And then relaxing and letting it go. And that has taken me a lot of years to practice because I love me a 90-point game plan. I want to... Yes. Oh, girl, a backwards plan has my name written all over it. And if I can get my little claws in there and control every facet of it, the better. But that's Mm -hmm. not... That is not the most energy-efficient way to go about life. (laughs) And it's, and it's not doing, it's planning, Yeah, exactly. which is, I, I tend to get stuck there a lot myself is in planning mode 
instead of doing mode? And what else can I add to the plan? And what else can I tweak to the plan? All in a method of procrastinating, actually taking the first itsy bitsiest baby step. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes when we try and create those plans, sometimes they start with very unrealistic um, expectations of ourselves. Whereas that thing that I like to ask myself, what is the laughably small, itsy bitsy babyest step that like will make me laugh just thinking about how minuscule this step is that I could take towards my big dream. That makes it so much more inviting and honestly a lot more effective. And Mm -hmm. what wound up happening was I was leading, fast forward to June, I was leading a workshop. I was moderating this big panel with like the biggest names in the wine industry. I have a lot of friends in Napa. So my name got tossed out there to be a moderator for this wine symposium. And this is a big moment for me. I'm all in, but I have my cell phone next to me to see if the moderator needs, or I'm sorry, the leader of the symposium needs to contact me to have me wrap it up. And a text message comes through. And it's Uh from my current roommate saying, hey, we need to talk. (laughs) Whenever you get a text message, I don't care who it's from that says, hey, we need to talk. Like, it's not going to be good news. And you know it. And the cortisol in my body just goes, like, through the roof. My face goes beet red. I am trying to, like, look like like everything's hunky-dory while I'm leading this panel that is on Zoom. Like, you can see my face. Try and keep it together. But I already know what she's going to say. And it's going to be that she wants to leave the apartment. If you know anything about San Francisco rent... It's like a million dollars a month for a closet for like a one bedroom. <laughs> exactly. It's so, um, in fact, I was living in a, a beautiful apartment that where I had three other roommates and I already knew what she was going to say. And Anna, at this point in my life, I am so exhausted. I had lived in that apartment for five years. I was so exhausted of replacing roommates. This was a huge energy drain on my life. And I get that from her and I'm like, oh, God bless America, but I keep going. <laughs> then a couple hours later, I decide not to respond to that message until I can get my own energy straight. So I'm not like energy dumping on somebody else and coming at her with yeah. anger. But I wait. A few hours later, I get another text. It is from one of my other roommates letting me know that she wants to move out. And I kid you not, Anna, this happened on the same day. These two women had not spoken to each other beforehand at all planning this. But months earlier, I had said to myself, if I ever have to replace two roommates again at the same time, that is my sign that I am out of here. I am letting this great apartment in San Francisco go. And I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to move. I'm going to do the damn thing. Wow. And what does the universe serve up but exactly what I said I would need in order to leave? Literally just fresh baked, hand delivered at my doorstep, two people, same day. I also think that's the gift of 
meditating and being in touch with yourself is you notice these signs instead of Mm -hmm. watching chaos happen and looking at it and saying, this is what always happens to me, like falling into victim mode, you know, right, right. You see, you see how you're always being moved in the direction of living your, your most expressed joyful life, even when it looks like a steaming pile of caca, you know? And so in that moment, I was like, instead of feeling dread, I felt glee because I was like, well, and, and tear too, tear and glee. Right. Yes. I was like, okay. This is it. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to leave this apartment in San Francisco, which to put it in context so that you can apply this to your own life, like that apartment for me, you guys represented when when 25-year-old Kristen first moved into it, that was like the big thing for me. I was like, I am a full-blown adult, look out world. This is my fancy new San Francisco apartment. I'm living my best life. But five years later, it was this kind of old Kristen. I had expanded. I had grown while I was in that apartment. And you can replace apartment with job. Job. Relationship. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Oh, man. Anything, you know, habits even. And I just knew in my body, like it, I was ready to let it go. And this thing that had been so expansive and motivating for me, it was, it was no longer. And it was time for the next make yourself pee your pants adventure. And that, yeah, you know, then I, I went back to everybody and was like, so listen up folks, I've decided to move to Mexico. (laughs) Yeah. And in a month and a half, that's what I did. I sold almost everything that I own on Craigslist. You can do that by the way. Literally people bought my forks. They bought my Ikea furniture. You can sell all your raggedy things on (laughs) Craigslist and I let it all go and I moved Mexico. So that was a very long-winded story about how this came to be. <laughs> but it you painted such a picture of where you started with this, you know, with Mexico being one of those someday yeah. dreams for you. Yeah. You know, that's the perfect ex- reason or the perfect opportunity for somebody to jump in and be like, well, Kristen, you know, someday is not a day of the week. Right. <laughs> like an, some really annoying coach or something. Right? God, stop, stop trying to motivate me. Get off your high yeah. horse, lady. Right, right. And how, you know, because of your because of your commitment to meditation, even when it's uncomfortable and it requires you to confront your big dreams as what they are, that enabled you to be hyper aware of the signs and right time. And so you knew in an instant when you got that, those messages, when you're like living your best life, moderating that amazing panel for all of the, you know, wine gurus and Napa, you were ready. And it was exhilarating. And then you started with the smallest steps to make it happen. Yeah. 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 I think 
all of you, you summarized it so well. And I think that this process is not unique to Kristen going to Mexico. It's no. been, it's been the process I've gone through leaving a four-year relationship, right? Like with the person mm. that I think I'm going to marry. It's been the process yeah. that I've gone through in leaving my full-time job where I had the regular salary, the 401k, you know, the stability that I crave and starting my business, going full-time into a business when I had, I don't have anybody doing that in my life, you know, is I was going to figure it out. And that's been the process that I've gone through every time. And I don't like to, I don't like to overlook that before I take the leap, I am scared out of my mind, you guys. Mm -hmm. And I want to name that because I think people sometimes feel that fear and think that that's a sign that they shouldn't do the thing. When in fact, it's been my experience that when you feel that fear, but it's, it's with something that feels expansive versus contractive. Like you just got to pay attention to your body. Your body has all this wisdom that's going to tell you like, is that fear a, I'm going to be in danger kind of fear? Or is that fear like, holy crap, that's big and kind of exciting, but also terrifying. And I don't think I'm worthy to do it kind of fear. Man, I have been in that fear for a long time you know, before I've made these big moves, like letting, and it always requires a sacrifice. If you're going to expand, if you're going to step into, if you're going to choose something that is going to force you to expand, to be bigger than you have known yourself to be, it is going to require a sacrifice, whether that is, and it's all, it's letting something go. The old relationship, the old ways of being or habits that have kept you safe and comfortable, but not getting what you want. The old house, the old location, whatever it is, you've got to give it up. And as humans, we don't want to give stuff up. That's very painful and very scary because we don't know what's, nothing is guaranteed on the other side. But when I have felt the fear for as long as I need to feel it and make no mistake, before I left my job to start my business, I felt that paralyzing fear, like panic attacks on the way to work, folks. It was a crap fiesta. Like mascara <laughs> is streaming down my face. The boyfriend at the time would need to stop the car and pull over for KB to just get her ish together before I could walk into that building one more day. So yeah, like know what it looks like in reality. Let's not powder the nose of this whole experience here. It's not cute. I went through that for a year before I felt ready to really launch my business. So sometimes the fear stage is short. Sometimes it's agonizingly long, but if you listen to what that fear is telling you and it keeps pushing you in a certain direction, my God, it is so worth taking itsy bitsy baby steps towards that big dream and and you're going to reach the edge where you do have to put your chips in on you or you do have to take a bigger jump and if you just trust that you're being guided 
to a fuller expression of yourself that you're going to be provided for, that the right people at the right time, the right resources are coming to you to support this bigger vision. I kid you not, they're going to show up and Mm. it happens. It's magical and it happens. So Kristen, as we're, as we're wrapping up, as we are letting all of this, all of this amazing, you know, this experience that you've taken us on and that you've shared with us and the real raw look at what leads up to the big leap, the mascara in the car. I've been there, you know, just because we've done, you know, big things doesn't mean that we're bulletproof and that we don't feel the fear. If you could give a short, succinct piece of advice, something for someone who's listening right now, who feels like they're on the verge of taking a big leap, whether it's changing jobs, applying to grad school, quitting grad school, even. (laughs) That's Um, a nod to me, everyone. I quit grad school. So that's what she's referring to. (laughs) Whatever that big leap looks like, you know, what would you leave with that person who is, who is mulling that over, who might be sitting in the fear right now? What would you tell them? I want to cry just thinking about it because I have so much reverence for, for you, whoever that person is, because I've been there so many times before. And dang, does that place feel so paralyzingly scary. And my only advice is my love You are so much more brilliant and destined for joy and being a light of service and contribution in this world than you can even imagine. And trust yourself. If you're being called to do something, it's for a reason. That desire in your heart was placed in your heart for a reason. It's not a mistake. It's not a fluke, especially if you've been holding on to that thing for like a year now or five years, it's not going away. So you might as well take a small little step having faith in yourself that you are being guided on a magical adventure in your life and to, to just take a small step. It's going to be okay. You are brave. You can do hard things. I love you and trust yourself it's going to be so much better than you can even imagine right now on the other side. Oh my gosh, Kristen, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, for joining me today and telling your story about how you've been brave through big leaps and stepped through, walked through, run through fear to make your dreams happen. I know that you still have so many more big, exciting leaps to take in your life. And, you know, for those of us listening who want to keep in touch, which I'm sure is going to be literally everyone after this episode, (laughs) how, how can we keep in touch with you after we, you know, wrap up our interview today and after, you know, we put our phones away and move on. Where can we find you? How can we keep in touch? Listen, ladies, you got a menu of options here. We can stay in touch on Instagram. So (laughs) I am at Kristen 
That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N, Brabant, B-R-A-B-A-N-T, coaching, Kristen Brabant Coaching. That's me on Instagram, where you can find my meals cooked for 12 imaginary children and myself (laughs) and inspiring messages. And also that's where you can hear about a lot of my free workshops that I'm going to be hosting. I'd also love to see some of you live in an upcoming workshop. So I'm going to be, I just put this on the calendar. I'm going to be hosting my next schedule for success workshop on November 20th, Friday, November 20th. And of course, I still have to create that landing page, but I'm sure by the time this gets posted, it will be in the show notes. You can find this in the show notes. It is officially there. We're going to fast forward to the future. It is so there. (laughs) And, And in that workshop, it's one of my favorites. What I do is I share with you my process on a monthly and weekly and daily basis for staying organized and focused on the work that is that really matters in your career or in your business. How do you make time for the work that really moves the needle on your game-changing work, the work that's going to set you apart as an expert in your career or business? How do you do that? How do you make time for that? And how do you stop draining your energy and time on the stuff that doesn't matter? One of my favorite workshops, that's happening on Friday, November 20th. And otherwise, Solopreneur's Circle, listen, I would love to get to know you guys on a much more personal level so that we could work together. I can be your coach. You can be in my community. That is reopening. So I only open it twice a year. And the next time to join this amazing community is between Christmas and New Year's 2020. So I would love, you know, if you are a solopreneur, if you're a one-woman show business, if you only got a couple people in your business, this is the place to be, my friends, and to, nobody's going to remember that this is a thing. Come Christmas and New Year's, we're all going to be absorbed into our families and trying not to catch COVID, right? So if you want to be reminded of it, we'll also include in the show notes the link to join the waiting list for Solopreneur Circle. And what you get when you join is you get a 10-minute guided visualization to help you clarify what that next big move is for you, which is so perfect, perfectly aligned with this conversation we've had today, Anna. This is, you know, I'm going to guide you through a visualization to, to see and dream up what does that next big move, that most expansive next step look like for you. And you get that free recording when you join the wait list. So many goodies over in the show notes, Kristen. Oh my goodness. I, between Schedule for Success coming up on November 20th and Solopreneur Circle reopening between Christmas and New Year's, you guys are going to be completely equipped to start 2021 like no other year. And I know we're totally ready for that, right? I think we're all really ready to put a new foot forward in 2021. (laughs) For sure. Well, Kristen, again, thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today. Again, like you guys, be sure to check out the show notes for all the details on this episode, including resources that Kristen mentioned um, in the show notes. And Kristen, thank you again so much for joining me. I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful to know you and just thank you so much. 
Thank you, Anna. I absolutely love and adore you and am inspired by you. And I love this podcast. So thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks, Kristen. And there you have it. If you've got a big someday maybe kind of dream, figure out the ittiest, bittiest baby step and take it. Know that you're not alone if you're feeling the fear. We've all felt it. And anyone who's pushed through it to take a big leap can vouch that it is oh so worth it on the other side. And just a reminder, you can find a link to register for Kristen's upcoming free workshop, Schedule for Success, coming up on Friday, November 20th. You can also get on the wait list for Solopreneur Circle by visiting the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 54. The guest experts and community inside Solopreneur Circle is second to none. And I got so much out of my time learning from Kristen and the others inside the circle. One more time, you can find those links and more over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 54. And don't forget that you can test drive Kajabi for free for 28 days, which is twice as long as the typical free trial, by the way. So head over to test drive Kajabi for free by visiting abouttimepodcast.com forward slash Kajabi. And you know, I'll also link that free trial in the show notes so you can grab it and give it a shot. I actually use Kajabi in my own business and am so grateful for how much time it saves me with everything all in one place. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thanks again for tuning in. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.